seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Seeker. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so excited to be here today. I'm a little bit nervous. I feel like I'm going to be really vulnerable. Um, I have a lot to say after, you know, just going through the holidays. We're still in the middle of the holidays, but, you know, Christmas has now passed. We're in between Christmas and Boxing Day, or sorry, Christmas and New Year's at the time of recording. And it's been a lot. So I'm in a good space, but also it's been deep. It's been filled with introspection. It's been filled with triggers. It's been filled with a wild ride that I want to share with you because I think it's really important, especially over the holidays, no matter what you celebrate or no matter if you're, if you have a huge family or it's just you, um, there's a lot out there and there's a lot of pressure, right? To feel good and have a magical Christmas and, you know, feel all this warm, fuzzy, hot chocolate vibes. And for a lot of us, we haven't had a Christmas that matched the Hallmark movies. A lot of us growing up, it wasn't always the most happy time. Sometimes it was poverty or scarcity or a parent, a lack of parent, dramatic family situations that led to it just not being that fun. And I have a very up and down relationship with Christmas. I've been talking about that in the previous episodes and I'm just doing my best to make it a positive experience for my kids to kind of create our own traditions and all that. But that being said, there's a lot of pressure to just like have a good time and be with family and have it all be great. And I think for a lot of us, it doesn't go that way. I know with my family, not currently, but when I was growing up, you know, there's more alcohol, the family dynamics come out, the aunts and the uncles and whoever, there's drama, there's fighting, my Nana's stressed out and there's someone's burning cookies and someone's forgetting a present for someone and ruining Christmas. And it was always just like everything was heightened and everything became stressful. So maybe you had a situation like that growing up or maybe not, but I just want to say it's normal to not have the most incredible Christmas ever. <clears throat> Pardon me. I also think it's so funny. My whole body is like nervous. I don't usually get nervous to record. Um, and it's not even that there's anything big. It's just very real. Um, sometimes I'm in a position of power where I'm like on top of it and I'm like, this is the way it goes. This is what spirit shows me. You got to do this or you got to believe in yourself. And I'm like in it right now. I'm in it for a different reason. I'm literally in the processing. I'm in the tears. I'm in the going through what was brought up over this holiday season. So anyways, I will share what I'm talking about in the story, but I do want to say it's normal to not have an extremely incredible situation. Sometimes we can feel lonely. It can amplify heartache and grief and chaos and financial burdens and a lot of things. So my heart just goes out for you and to you, no matter what kind of Christmas holidays you have or had, whether you celebrate or not, I just love it. I'm loving you so much. And, um, I hope that, you know, everything coming up in the new year is going to be really, really powerful for you because we need you. The energies are supporting you and especially those that are willing to do the work in order to become what they're meant to be. So let's just start talking about it. Um, so 
I believe, and I teach this in my program Activated, which by the way, I'm launching again. We are going to be starting at the tippy top beginning of February. And so I'll be talking about it in the next couple weeks. And it's really, it's going to be such an incredible special round of Activated because we're going to go even deeper into the healing. I'm having a guest teacher come in um, and there's more. So if you haven't heard of Activated, it is my signature manifestation program. It takes you through the entire process of manifestation and dives deep into every aspect that you do need to nurture in order to create the life that you want. You can go out and find a law of attraction course. You can go out and do you know, somebody's 20 journal prompts to manifest what you want. But if you are not doing the energetic work, you're not going to manifest what you want. And this comes into today's episode because I really want to show you what the energetic work actually looks like. Everybody thinks you just go like, dear guides and angels, I want this. And then like, I don't know, a couple days, hours, weeks go by and then like, bing, oh my God, I manifested it. And we're all trying to reach this standard of like, when does manifestation become really, really easy? And I promise you it gets easier, but it doesn't come through another journal prompt or just an affirmation with nothing to back it up. The ease, the, the effortless manifestation you're looking for does exist, but it comes through a place where you are an energetic match for that, which you want for the joy, for the freedom, for the ease that you want. It doesn't mean you're a hundred percent always happy or you don't have triggers or that you're even there or healed or whole and complete with no, no other work to do. That's not what it is. The cool thing for us empaths and seekers and light workers and creatives and old souls and star seeds is once we click into the right path, things happen quickly and they happen along the way. So you don't have to be completely healed in order to manifest. I 100% believe in that. I believe Like as soon as I went into the work that I needed to heal, as soon as I made the investment to go into the work, I started receiving blessings. And then each conversation, each lesson, each, you know, interaction with my mentor or in courses, I would, you know, get these surges of, of vitality, of freedom, of manifestations, of abundance. So as you go along the path, you start to manifest once you kind of click into what your path is. And so what I wanted to say about that is our path, because we're old souls and because our, I, okay. So I'm just going to say you guys, because this is a different energy. Um, I don't know if everything I'm saying makes sense. And if I, you know, talk myself around in a circle, just have patience with me. I've cried a few times today. I'm in a place. We will get to all the details. I also have things going on in my house. There's like banging and cracking and people dragging things and vacuuming. So it's just a hot mess of an episode, but this is real life. And this is me. And I know there's a lot of gold here for you. (laughs) Yes. Hot mess of an episode. That is me. Okay. Um, so what I wanted to say about, you know, what I was just talking about is our, our souls are yearning for something. Our souls are looking to expand, looking to tap into that place where we are in our soul's purpose or our soul's essence. Our soul is looking to grow. And essentially as a human, we we are here to remember that we are also source. And when you think of when you're struck, when you're struggling deeply, you feel alone, you feel like it's all on your shoulders. You feel like you don't belong. There's not the element of spirit or God or co-creation. Usually in those times, we kind of forget that we're, tar- we're that we're part of a package of a co-creation package, that it's us and spirit source, God, our team, our angels, our highest self. Like there's so much support here for us. 
So part of this journey is actually, that's what an awakening is, is going from the place where you kind of forget the magic and you go under that amnesia when we first are born here. And then we start experiencing things and we start remembering more about God or source or spirit. The reason we're here, we start to become aware of our soul and maybe being an old soul or what our soul's purpose could be. And we start being interested in these deeper things. That's what an awakening is. So as that happens, your soul is yearning for growth and discovery and activation and expansion. So at the same time, our head is going, well, I want money. I want a business. I want a house. I want a partner. I want to write a book. Totally fine. Totally normal. That's good. It's good to have dreams and desires, but we can't forget about the part that our soul is yearning for. So I've been talking about this a lot lately, and I really am seeing it clearer and clearer. When our head wants, say, more money, our head goes, I want 10K months, I want 50K months, I want a million dollars. Our soul is yearning for the growth and expansion that it takes to become somebody who feels worthy of that. Or maybe for me in my business at one point, I wanted more money, but what my soul was calling for was to value my work. So at the time it was more to raise my rates, to see the value in my work, to value myself at what the energetic exchange actually is. So there's always a head part of the desire, right? I want a car, or I want a Jeep. So for me, I want a Jeep is the head part, the physical part. My soul is craving to feel free and go on road trips and explore and put my hand out the window and feel the air and just be free. That's a big one for me, free. So my head goes like, Ooh, freedom is this Jeep or whatever, right? So we don't always realize this stuff, but I just want you to first and foremost, think about the fact that When you desire something, there's a simultaneous soul desire going on. So maybe your head desires a partner. And when I say head, I'm not making this bad. I desire things in the 3D. It's not like don't have 3D um, desires. That's not at all what I'm saying. It means it's a parcel. There's a reason we desire the things we desire. There's a head part and a soul part. So maybe your head desires love to find a partner, maybe to start a family or settle down or whatever it is. And your soul is desiring to experience love, companionship, community. Maybe it's calling to heal the part of you that doesn't trust or that feels worthy of love. Your soul is calling for you to give that love back into yourself as well. So there's two parts to why we desire things. This is why we have to do the healing work as we move forward. Because if I just wanted more money, but I didn't feel worthy in life, I am not, I'm physically like, not physically, but I'm not putting value in myself. So that is the same energetic thread as money. So I can't just go out well, I could, but be like crypto this and passive income here and create this and create that. I'll just be chasing, chasing, chasing for the rest of my life, how to make more money so that I can feel worthy the whole time though, my soul called me to being coached, being mentored, different therapies, um, accessing my spirit team, accessing love, God's source, healing, inner child work. All of that led me and is leading me to feel more worthy in my life, which then actually allows me to manifest the money. 
So I hope this makes sense. All I'm saying is when we desire something, there are two prongs to it. My head wants a business where my podcast gets all these listens and I'm impacting people across the world and I write books and I have retreats. That's my head wants that. This is me, Talia. But my soul is here to be a conduit of light to here to be an activator, a here to lift people up in this ascension and turn people on to their light so that all of us can make a bigger impact in the world. So there's two prongs to that desire to have a successful business. So I need to do the healing work. We all need to do the healing work to feel worthy of that, which we want, or to accept the assignment that is going on in our soul. So if you are wanting love, but you've had a really hard time in relationships, maybe you've been treated really poorly, you know, you've had really extreme things happen or you've been cheated on, your heart's been broken. It's going to be hard with a clean slate to just go out and find love because you're walking around with traumas, with experiences that hurt you, that scarred you, that made an impact on you. So for you to want love is from the head and you get to have it, but the soul is calling you to heal that part of you that feels unworthy, that part of you that's heartbroken, to acknowledge her, to to speak to her, to heal her, whatever healing modality you do, that part of you is screaming to be healed before you can move on or before you can move on with a clear energetic slate. So again, we want to manifest something. There's two different distinct reasons. One is in the head and one is in the soul. And we actually bring them together to manifest what we want because we do live in the 3D. We are a human. We do have a bank account. We have expenses. I do want to write a book that sells. I don't really care if it's a million copies, but I'd love to sell copies all over the world. I'd love to have a number one rated podcast. I'd love to, you know, have a million dollars in my bank or whatever else. That's great. But I have to acknowledge the soul lesson as we go. So the reason why I'm talking about this today is because my journey of healing has just been deeper and deeper levels. And it's been the same work, what I teach in Activated. And I'll be sharing this more with you if you want to learn the entire process of manifestation in a free workshop. Manifest Now is a free workshop I'm offering coming up in January, and you can start registering now. So all the links to all of this will be below. Activated is the signature program. Manifest Now is the free event that goes over the entire process. So In this program and in my journey, this isn't a program plug. This is like in my journey, healing has been the step that has to come before all of the law of attraction hacks. So in the program, we start out in week one, kind of uncovering like who you really are, like your soul essence, the true authentic you. We do your core values. We do a bunch of things to connect you deeper to your soul, to who you truly are, your whole authentic self. But right after that, we go into healing work. Because if I sit here and go, I want to write a book, the next step I have to do is to look at the part of me that doesn't believe I could do it or doesn't believe that I'm a writer or doesn't believe that anyone would listen or that nobody wants to hear what I say or that it's not safe to take up space in the world or if what I have to say is interesting enough or inspiring or maybe I'm not even inspiring at all and I've just been kidding myself. So these are examples of what comes up within you every time you place a desire. Think about it. If you're somebody who has battled with weight, how many times have you said, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And I say this in love because I'm going to get into a story and the story I'm about to tell has to do with my body. So I am not immune. But the reason why we need to heal is because as soon as we say, I'm going to do this, 
right away. It's like, no, you're not. And yeah, but you have to cut out carbs and carbs are delicious and you should go eat some carbs (laughs) or look at all the times you've let yourself down. You haven't done it. Of course, you're not going to do that, right? You'll always be overweight. You'll always be this way. This, you know, it doesn't run in your family. People like you can't get healthy or lose weight, or I'm not strong enough. I don't have what it takes, whatever it is that stops you because something has stopped you. Something has stopped me. Something has stopped all of us from wanting what we want or having what we want. That is the healing work right there. We can't just push harder because for the example of if you're looking for love, but you've been heartbroken so many times, you can't just push through that because the next person you meet, you're not going to be able to have trust for them. You're not going to maybe even be authentic, or maybe you're going to be reserved and hold back a lot to really suss them out for like, weeks, or maybe you just don't call them back because you're like, no, he seemed nice, but he's probably lying or whatever else, right? You can't, or (laughs) you get into the relationship and you're riddled with insecurity every time he goes out or every time he's late at the, at work or in the office, you're nervous, your nervous system's reacting. You're getting a trauma response. You're terrified. He's going to cheat, right? All of this stuff is understandable. That means we need more healing. And you can't just override the healing and be like, I just want the love of my life. We put these fake glasses over ourselves and we go, well, if I met the right person, then my insecurities wouldn't be triggered. And then I I would just trust him because he's going to be really loyal. He gets along with his mom and I can just see that I can just trust. I'll just be able to trust him. But this is what we do, right? Oh, on January 1st, I'll just be able to cut out the carbs then. I'll just dump it on tomorrow's me. Dump it on later me. Pretend that if something else changes out there, then I'll be fine. If I lose the weight, I'll be confident. I can tell you, I've been plus and minus 50 pounds and felt so insecure in a bathing suit that I have canceled events or like not events, but like going somewhere to the lake or to the river or to the pool or whatever. Whether I was 120 something, actually more than 50 pounds, 120 something to 190 something. Both of them, I felt equally as insecure in a bathing suit. It has nothing to do with the external. It's actually healing what is inside. If I want to feel confident in a bathing suit, it's going to come from healing. It's not going to come from me losing 50 pounds and then I'll be, because then I'll be worried about the stretch marks and then I'll be worried about the saggy skin or the fact that I'm this old or that old or whatever, right? We can always find something to stress about when we are unhealed. So This is why it is so important to do the healing work and why I'm so proud of the program activated because so many people are overlooking the healing and it's just manifestation. So in activated, one of the weeks is the deep healing. And then we do go on to subconscious and conscious reprogramming law of law of attraction techniques, manifestation. I call it the art of deliberate creation, deliberately creating the life you want law of attraction hacks, quantum law, um, sorry, quantum manifestation practices. There's so much in the manifestation realm in the program, but the healing comes first, clear the path and then powerfully step into that version. If you clear the path to feeling worthy, then you'll find the right exercise for you or or partner or time or space to write the book. That will come once you clear what's been in your way the whole time. So I just want to say this. So what manifestation and healing really looks like is going there over and over again. We don't have to live in that state, but when we're going through healing, 
we experience triggers and those triggers are showing us that we are ready for this next level. So I'm going to share one more example and then I'm going to get into my story with the example of if somebody wanted love, but they'd been heartbroken over and over, they may get set up on date after date or go on dating apps or otherwise be, you know, dating. But every person that comes along, they will be triggered in some way or another. Like the examples I used earlier of maybe it'll be like, I don't know if I can trust him or he told me this story, but I don't even know if it's true. Or maybe it went really well and you just go like, I'm not going to call him back because like he seems amazing, but it's probably not true. Or he's never going to call me back. I'm clearly not going to be good enough for him and say the person doesn't call you back. Then you're triggered again because it's about your body or about if you were good enough. So you will be triggered. Your wounds are constantly triggered. Your wounds are not hidden from you. Your wounds are triggered basically every single day. When you look in the mirror, when you interact with humans, when you're trusting or non-trusting of other people, when you get triggered in the abandonment wounds, the unworthiness wounds, when you sabotage your self-care your spiritual practice, when you do whatever you do to get in your own way, it's just, it's not just wounds, it's wounds. But the reason I say that is it's not because you're not strong enough. It's not because you're too weak or you'll never do it. It's nothing to do with that. It's actually just that your wounds present themselves before your power does, because your power comes as the wounds clear. So I hope this is making sense. So over the holidays. Okay. So back up a little bit. I've been going through massive work, which is why I know this round of activated coming up in January is going to be even more in depth because I know the work even deeper than the last couple times that I've run it. And that was super powerful. So I can't even imagine what this round is going to be. But for the last year, I've been on a deep healing journey. I have reached plateaus in my life that I was so frustrated, um, financially, body wise, feeling overwhelmed in my life, um, angry at my mom. These, I'm just, I'm just going to lay it all out here. So this year has been a mixed bag. A lot of stuff has come up this year, a lot of hurt, a lot of, um, feeling alone, a lot of triggers, a lot of not feeling good enough, um, scarcity, lack, fear, um, especially at the beginning, like a year ago, the beginning of 2022. And every time I was triggered and deeply in this place of, of sadness, of frustration, of feeling emotional, of feeling stuck, of feeling frustrated, whenever I would allow myself to breathe through it, I noticed that right on the other side of it was some sort of blessing or some sort of takeaway. So this was like at the beginning of last year. I feel like I'm like a different person um, from then and just even the way that I know things now and handle things now. But I would be triggered and frustrated and it would encourage me to go deeper, which is the way that I've always been. I'm a seeker to the core. I've always been encouraged to go deeper and deeper and deeper when I'm not manifesting what I want. So I kept being called to go deeper. I did a seven day juice cleanse because it's always kind of a spiritual experience for me as I do a cleanse. Also like committing to myself, 
And then I had a bunch of triggers and then I went on this healing road trip where I went back to all of the places that I grew up and lived, where I was born, the places that I was bullied. Holy man, my body reacted so strong to my old high school where I was bullied, the one that was the most serious and I left town. Um, went back to old houses, um, and did healing, healing rituals at every single place. My elementary school, where I remember going to school, um, all the way up into my twenties, my partying days, more addiction. Like I went back to every single house I'd lived in, which was like more than 20. I've lived in so many houses. Um, every house I recalled those times. I loved that version of me that was suffering in those times. And it was really, really profound. So that happened. I got a new tattoo that was really powerful about growth and the journey of my own awakening and all this stuff. And then I came across my current mentor. We have a, an episode that's going to be coming up in January. It's either going to be launched January or February. We're, we are recording it though in January. It's going to be really whew, another vulnerable one because I'm coming on the air with my mentor to discuss my healing journey. So anyway, more of all of this to come. Um, and I discovered her and she does inner child work, um, just to put it lightly, she does a million things. She's like a Swiss army knife of love and healing. <laughs> she does so many different techniques and the magic that runs through her as an intuitive, as a channel. Um, but one of the main healing techniques, um, is inner child. And so I started deep di diving deeper into inner child work so that, I started clearing a lot. I started recognizing a lot. I didn't realize I had an abandonment wound, which is like the biggest, openest, gapingest wound ever. And I just didn't even realize it was there. Um, a lot of things, a lot of energy was moved. I had a lot of realizations about, you know, who I am being with myself as I go about my day when I'm judging myself, shaming myself. And that was really hard because, you know, I do this for a living and I thought I was doing really well, but every time I get triggered, I realized I was shaming myself and then I'd start shaming myself for shaming myself. And I'm like, okay. But anyways, with her help, we've been going through really deep work and it's been like, up and down. Of course, it's all been amazing, but it has been deep and emotional. Some of the biggest tears I've ever cried. I've had the spiritual flu more than once, um, got really sick during all this purging, I had to totally go within. I've been all over the place, um, sort of like as I'm going through the healing journey, all over the place financially, where some of my months were the highest ever. The first three months of this year, I made more than last year and all this stuff. And then it would be met with like an incredible low and just, it was all over the place. This is manifestation. This is healing. So I'd go all over the place and it would cause me to go deeper. Every time I was triggered, I'm like, you know, realizing I don't need to do more to be more. I don't need to make more money to be more worthy. I don't need to change my body to be more worthy. I don't need my mom's approval to be more worthy. Like it was deep. It was deep. This whole year was so deep. It changed the way I do manifestation. So I've been going through it. And in these last couple months, I've been having some really big questions inside about what I want to do in my business going forward. And in the last couple months, I'm just being, you know, again, sharing in real time. The last month I've had a few triggers that were really, that like caused total anxiety, total panic and realizing in times like freaking out, being like, who the fuck am I? Like who even am I? And these are whole stories. I can just share snippets at this time, but 
being like, on one hand, I'm this intuitive and this super powerful person and people come to me and I help them and I activate and it's all powerful and love and light and like, wow. And then it's like, and I'm also this human that has abandonment wounds and body image issues and mom wounds. And then I'm like a frustrated, overwhelmed mom half the time where... I'm a parent. It's hard. There's lots of stressors, lots of details in the family. I'm an empath. I'm highly sensitive. I'm overwhelmed. There's part of me that when I'm around my friends, I'm chill and free and hilarious and just like out there feeling good. The other part of me is a fucking introvert that doesn't want to see anyone, doesn't want to be at parties, doesn't want to have to socialize, doesn't, I, I feel like I just can't put on a fakeness. And so in the last month, and there was like a Christmas thing where there was a party and it wasn't my, like at my house, but it was through family and friends of family. And it was just like a bunch of people that were sort of like my parents' generation. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of like, I don't even know what to talk about with these people at all. And I was terrified that someone's going to say, what do you do for a living? (laughs) And I'm sitting there with like social anxiety, like in a crowded room, expected, not expected by anyone, but socially expected to just be able to small talk. And I, I was like hyperventilating inside, went to the washroom so many times to clear and stop. And like, I stood there awkward, like I could not relax. And by the end of the evening, I'm like, what? I was so awkward and so uncomfortable. And it's so just difficult to like small talk and all this stuff. Then the other half of me, like the next day is going into calls and hosting workshops where I'm so powerful and I'm deeply connected to spirit. And I'm like, want to dance and sing from the rooftops of how powerful I feel. So this was all leading me to be like, what the fuck am I really? Because like on one hand, I'm freaking out. I'm vulnerable. I'm sore. I'm in pain. I'm sad. And the other part of me is like powerful and on it and abundant and flowing. And I live in this gorgeous home and everything looks so amazing. And I have my soulmate and three healthy children. Like, am I doing amazing or am I like totally fucked up? (laughs) And of course the answer is I'm both. And this is something I've come to. The answer is you are both. I am both. So let's just that's part of the healing is really owning that and going like, okay, I am both. I am the power and I am the mess. I am the chaos. And I'm also the peaceful, serene, you know, in my center person. So I've been having a lot of that of who am I? And this led to deeper realizations with my mentor that in that social situation, oh, this is so deep. Okay. In that social situation, I was freaking out going like, who am I? But actually what was happening, my wounds were showing, saying, who do I need to be for these people to love and accept me? Who do I need to be to fit in? I should small talk. I should be able to put on a fancy polyester shirt and clippity cloppity heels and just socialize like people do at Christmas. Like, I don't know, talk about your kids, like ask them a question, like you should be able to handle this. And it wasn't so much that I should be able to handle this. It's that inside, I'm always assessing who do I need to be for people to approve of me, for people to love me, for people to not feel like I'm an awkward weirdo, right? Which comes back to abandonment, which comes back to the fear of being left, the fear of having it be that it's not safe to be me. And if I'm me, people are going to leave. People are not going to like me, which for any of you that have abandonment wounds, which is very common, This is something that presents itself a lot. We control, we manipulate, we shut down, we push away, we panic. 
just because we don't know who to be and how to be to be accepted and to be loved. And that's a deep wound and it's been resurfacing. So I had that and I was realizing like, holy shit, who do I need to be? And simultaneously, I've been, I told you this is going to be vulnerable, um, but I've been suffering in my body. So I had an eating disorder, as a lot of you know, from the time I was about eight. I remember feeling, being made fun of, feeling like my body wasn't good enough, that if I was small, it would be better. That, you know, carried me with me through my life. I was bullied multiple times. And then when I was about 18, I started an eating disorder where I went on a diet and then I got all this positive attention and it started this spiral of over-exercising, you know, counting all my calories, um, that led to a decade and a half of suffering. It led to alcohol and drugs because I had to numb myself and get out of my head because it was too overwhelming. It led to a lot of things, um, a lot of different depths, the eating disorder changed and morphed several times into what the type, you know, was and all of that. And so as I went to heal, as I moved on to healing, as I talk about in the first episode of the podcast and in many episodes, I started leaning more into my intuition and I started leaning more into my truth and like what my body wanted to eat versus calories or what, how my body wanted to move and exercise versus calories or how much, you know, what's going to get me to lose weight faster. And I've been riding in this, what I would have called a healed healing state where I don't count calories anymore. I don't remember the last time I weighed myself, like, like almost a decade for real. Um, I don't shame myself like I used to. I don't look at skinny celebrities and wish I was that small. Um, I've had three babies. I have a lot of, you know, um, more grace and appreciation for my body than I ever did before. And I've been trucking along for this last, you know, decade and a half or decade-ish, um, yeah, actually more than that, like 13 years or so, like healed or healing, like not being in that chronic state of suffering and not struggling with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Um, but something that has not, has not healed is the feeling way deep down that if I was smaller, if my body looked a different way, I would be more lovable. I would love and approve of myself more. And so I hadn't been realizing how much my thoughts were always going back to, you know, what I needed to do to build strength or to build my core or to heal my pain or what foods I should be eating, not for a diet, but like I've been going through a lot in this last year of healing my body. So I've tried out lots of different things like medical medium and juice fasting. I'd already done that before, but just cycling. So I'm going, what does my body want to eat? I was vegan for so long and now I'm like, I feel like my body needs protein, but I don't know how much protein, like not in grams, but just like how much my body wants. But I realized that these thoughts were not just in love. They were in sadness and in lack of control and always feeling like I need to do something to heal my body, to be better to it. Um, maybe it's dairy, maybe it's caffeine, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And simultaneously, I can see my highest self. I can see her. She has a strong body. She nurtures her body. She eats a certain way and, and loves herself. But I was having a really hard time because I was like, well, how do I 
lose weight or tone up or whatever in love, right? So these are just all the things I've been going through in the last few months. This is just, you know, one area of life. So I've been desiring more deeply to love and heal my relationship with my body. I've been healing the pain that I deal with. I have a chronic pain thing since I was like 12. I've been in pain and it's a connective tissue disorder on the medical side that causes my body to not stay in alignment. So everything's always going out. My neck's going out, my ribs, blah, blah, blah. Things are sliding around. Things are not staying together. It causes a huge amount of pain every single day. So I've been healing that and I've been going through you know, deeper levels of work in really wanting to come to this place of honoring and loving my body. So I've been trying to like lay off the hardcore exercise unless I feel like I really need to, but like stretching and dancing and moving and bringing love and lots of water and just, you know, really being kind to my body. But there was always this undercoat of you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. You didn't work out today. You didn't do yoga today. You think you're committed to yourself, but you're not even doing this. Why didn't you do it? And days where I was like, okay, I'm going to start the day with stretches. And then I do something else and I do emails and I do this and my body's screaming at me. And my body is like saying like, we need to stretch. We're hurting. And I'm like, oh, after this thing, and I'll just do one more thing. And I'm neglecting myself and I'm watching myself neglect myself going, why aren't you just working out? Why aren't you just so behind the scenes, it's been like this, this boiling up to the surface of these details and this wanting to control, but also knowing that control is not what will make me healthier or stronger or more vital or lose weight or anything else. Being healthier is about loving myself more and not about having to do this plan and having to cut out carbs and having to, this is just my experience. This is what I know to be true. So I've been stuck. I've been stuck in this, like, I desire something different, but I'm not going to do a diet, follow some sort of like false plan that's promising all the things like, and so I'm in between and this is the seeker journey. This is where we go. What is really going on when you want something so badly, but you see yourself sabotaging, you feel shame, you feel hard on yourself, you feel powerless, you feel like you're stuck in the same pattern over and over and over. It's because your subconscious mind isn't on board with what you say you want. So in Activated, after the healing, we move on to subconscious reprogramming, right? And I'm going through another deeper level of this. So all this stuff has been happening with the holidays, desiring to feel better in my body, be having an up and down relationship with it, feeling really on it, and then also then feeling like I'm neglecting myself. And it's been just like brewing. So then over Christmas... Ugh, over Christmas, um, my mother-in-law, who is wonderful, um, bought us, buys everybody pajamas. Not a big deal. And so everybody got their pajamas. I think it was on Christmas. And we we're all going to come back on, on Boxing Day and wear the pajamas. And, you know, we're all doing that. So when I go to leave on Boxing Day, I have had a couple days of feeling really not okay in my skin. This is something that is very common uh, for me, whether it's pain or it's the way I feel in my body. Um, I don't feel great in my skin a lot of the time, which is, again, has all been brewing in the last few months with all these different thoughts and these realizations and different things. So I get these fucking pajamas and <laughs> I put them on and they fit, but they are tight. And they're stretchy. So they're like, whatever. I was like, no, I feel 
horribly uncomfortable in these pajamas. And my husband's like, okay, well just don't wear them. And in my mind, the part of me, um, that whatever, I'll, I'll get to that. But in my mind, I'm going, I cannot wear these fucking things. But then the other part of me is like, I can't be the only person not wearing the pajamas because I picture walking in and then, oh, Talia, where are your pajamas? What do you not like the pajamas? You don't want to wear the pajamas or something wrong with the pajamas. And I often have a hard time speaking my voice when I'm afraid I'm going to hurt somebody. That's an empath trait. That's a trauma response. That's an abandonment wound response. You may be the same because we, there's a reason that we've been connected. There's a reason you're listening to this show right now. This is very common. And it's hard for me to say no when I think I'm going to hurt someone or speak up. But I didn't want her to be like, oh, I tried hard to get everybody pajamas and Talia's didn't fit. And it's just easier as a trauma response, again, it's just easier to just wear them. So I'm putting them on and all of a sudden I started like just feeling really emotional and uncomfortable and a no feeling. And my husband's going, just don't wear them. It's okay. And it all started swelling up inside me. And I had a full blown panic attack where I was crying. I was hyperventilating. I was not able to hold myself up under my own two feet, um, panicking and hyperventilating. And one thing I noticed that I used to have this a lot in my eating disorder, um, where I would have so much panic that I wouldn't be able to do something. So like if we had to go to a restaurant, I would have like a panic attack for like two hours before. And then in the end go like, I'm not going, um, that was common because we're just getting dressed or going like, I just, I just couldn't, it used to stop me. I have not experienced that in a long time, many, 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 many years. So it kind of freaked me out because it was so real and so scary. And it had been coming in with all of these other thoughts and feelings of just not feeling okay in my skin and then feeling bloated and then feeling in pain and feeling sad and all these different things. Um, and so I had this total meltdown and we had kind of had to go like we were supposed to be there and blah, blah, blah. And my husband's kind of like, I don't know, just like, he's a loving guy, but he was just kind of getting ready. And he's like, I don't know, just, I think you're good. Just don't wear the pajamas if you don't want to, whatever. And I had to like pull myself together. And I had a lot of reflection on that. Um, and then when bringing it to my coach, I'm so grateful to have a mentor. If you don't have one, it's the best thing ever. But when I brought it to her, I realized that it was another level of trying to be something so that people would love me. Like if I just wear the pajamas and fit in, then people will love me. Who do I need to be to be accepted here? Who do I need to be to be part of the team, to not be abandoned, to not be left, right? To not disappoint people. And I will just shove down my needs and not have a voice. And it's been really weird and hard. And so I'm about to go into a deeper level of healing because, you know, I've been realizing and through the work with my mentor, like realizing that the bullying that I did, that I experienced over and over again to do with my body in my coach's terms really did a number on me. And although I've been able to heal a lot of surface level things and I don't actually have an eating disorder. I've never yet learned how to completely love my body. And when I say love, I don't mean that we have to love every role or every this or every that. Not that, I mean, I think women are beautiful and curves and, and roles and all of it is so normal. We have to just, you know, get away from thinking that it's not. But what I mean is that 
It's an acceptance in a beautiful source filled ways way. And I've never been able to get there because either I'm in pain and I'm not feeling good in my body, or I don't feel like I'm in the shape that I want to be with three kids and busy and I don't have time and blah, blah, blah. Like this, just the struggle. So I've been invited into a deeper level because as I've been contemplating, like, what am I going to move into in my business and my next power, my next level of power and my next level of like all my gifts have been expanding so much. And my work with people has been getting more and more and more potent. And I'm receiving more and more all the time from spirit, from source. My containers are so activating and powerful. And the show is incredible. And you guys are just so amazing. And everything is so good. Yet I'm being called to go deeper. I'm being called to clear out and heal once again, a deeper level of my body because I've only been ready for what I've been ready for. And I've made a lot of headway with this inner child healing. I've been doing this last year in my body pain. I'm not in as much acute pain as I was a year ago. I'm not in as much chronic, dramatic, like suffering pain as I was a year ago. And I have also over this year healed a lot with the relationship with my mom, just through my own inner work to the point where right now I feel very peaceful in our relationship. There has been so many actual miracles of healing through the work that I've been doing, but you can't heal all in one bite. You chomp away at it. It is the onion situation where I was ready to first, like I didn't even realize that my body was storing trauma and that was causing pain on a cellular level. And then trauma from my ancestors, like hereditary trauma and messages and wounding that I'm being called to heal. Like I didn't even know that a year ago. So my journey has been deeper and deeper and deeper and continuing to go deeper. So now I'm at this place where there's so many things that I have cleared out and I do know of the work that there's more in my blind spot and it comes out in these triggers. So one of the big things I wanted to say here is healing looks like being triggered Having these triggers come up, thinking of the situation with the woman, you know, wanting to find love or me in my journey with my body, feeling not okay in my skin, looking in the mirror and even going like, ugh, and then these feelings amounting and I'm watching myself sabotage and it's like a trigger, 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 trigger. I'm going to my coach, like, what the hell? Like, why don't I give into myself the way I know I need to? And like, I just watch myself and it's like trigger, trigger, trigger. This is not just triggering you for the sake of triggering you. They are saying you are ready for your next level. Here it is. We're always going, where's my next level? Where's my next level? Because we want to receive what's next. We want to get, we want to have. But my love, this journey is less about getting and having and more about healing and clearing. And then from that place of this inner child being healed or integrated or on the healing journey of the inner child, this is where we are a clear channel for what we want. And then it becomes about what we put our focus on. We focus on things, we take inspired actions, action, and now we're clear. And I don't want to say like you're ever hundred percent clear or you're not clear. It's a journey. It's a grayscale. It's all the colors. It's all the things. It's a journey of healing, but that's the part that people don't get. That's the part that spirit shows me 
That's like, no, you really do create your reality and you really can create anything you want. Your job though, is about healing what you're not so that you can become what you've always been. This journey is about healing what you are not so that you can become what you've always been. And in my journey right now, this belief, this being bullied so extensively for my body has imprinted on my subconscious that my body is not enough and that to be me and my body is not enough to get love and approval and attention. And so as I heal these levels, I am being called to step deep, to step into my own power. But what does that mean? I mean, called to step into my power. It's not just a step up. It's a healing and a cultivation and then the expansion. So I'm being called to step into my power by healing another level deeper, something I couldn't have gotten to before. I had to clear other things. So with inner child work, this is what I've been doing, the inner child work and shadow work. And in this, it's the same methods. That's the beautiful part about activated the program or anything that you do is once you learn how to do inner child healing, you can then start to apply it to everything. And as new things come up, as you become triggered, you know, like, holy shit, I'm being triggered over and over and over. That is because I am ready for something different and I have to see what is in my way. Do you understand that? When you want love, but you go on a date and you feel insecure or you can't trust him, or you just, you know, think he's a D bag over and over again, what you're being called, you're not given a shitty hand. You're not being played tricks on. You do get to have your love, but what you're being called to do is heal the part of you that was hurt, that doesn't believe it's possible, that doesn't believe you are enough. And I know I'm saying this here in vulnerability, in rawness, in realness, I know that if I don't keep clearing my stuff, I cannot step into the pure magnitude of what I'm meant for physically, but also the impact on the world, the freedom, the healing, the abundance, the parent I'm meant to be, the human I'm meant to be, the intuitive, the channel, the star seed here with a message. I can't be those things fully if I don't heal the, the shit that's happened to me. So I want to extend to you an invitation right here. Well, first of all, join me in Activated. Get on the wait list. Get some, um, the lowest price available if you get on the wait list. Because it is truly an experience that you will learn the formula for manifestation and for healing. And you'll be able to do it over and over and over. So that is the first invitation. But the second invitation is to look at where you've been triggered over the holidays in these recent months, in this last year, where have you been triggered? And maybe start to see how this is calling you to heal something, to release something, to dive deeper into your healing journey because healing is messy and it's being triggered, but it's being willing to go there over and over and over. And after my panic attack and after the evening ended, I sent my mentor a message and I was like, this is what happened. I need help. And she started reflecting back to me some of the things she heard and where we can go deeper in our next sessions. And I'm like, yes, you're right. This is what's going on. And I haven't cleared to the bottom yet. And that's okay. 
That is okay. I'm allowed to be where I am. You are allowed to be where you are. Because saying like, I should be there by now, or I, or I should have cleared more, I should be healed. That's just more shame. And we don't need that moving forward. So I don't really know exactly what this podcast was about, but I want you to know that healing and manifestation is absolutely not just a sunny experience, just like the holidays, like ring-a-ling, ring a bell and holidays, happy holidays on a card. That's not what it really is. It's often filled with triggers and tiredness and feeling broke and feeling overwhelmed and social stuff and underlying things and, you know, and that's a journey of healing. Like in the last month I've had panic attacks. I've panicked in a social situation. I've felt in tears about the way I feel in my skin, but I've also met some beautiful new clients and I've, I've got some beautiful new, um, offerings for the new year that are so powerful. And I've started writing my book again, and I've been feeling more free in my life and in my days and dancing more and laughing more and feeling more grateful for what I have. So look at that. Like I am both, I'm friggin' doing it and I'm a mess. And that's what you're allowed to be too, because that is the journey of healing and the journey of manifestation. You have to be triggered to see what is next to be healed. So if you leave with nothing else in this rambly, maybe has a point podcast, the things you're healed with over and over are calling you for love. They're calling you for healing. Your wounds will show themselves in everything that you do. It's the narrative going on in the back of your head. It's the narrative telling you that you're not enough. It's the narrative when you look in the mirror or when you think about doing big things and it comes from childhood. You're not weird for having trauma. You're not too much for having inner child and childhood issues. You are normal. You are human. And us that I'm not going to say are special, like more special than other people, but I just mean like we are special empaths, light workers, seekers, creatives, healers. We are here for big things, which means big things internally first, big healings, big realizations, deeper levels of self-love, deeper levels of forgiveness, deeper levels of healing. And then I promise you, my love, as you do that journey, you will also get to manifest the things because the extra money allows you to invest in yourself more and maybe hire a mentor or take a program or go on a trip, a healing trip yourself and having, you know, more clients or, um, whatever it is that you have as goals, these things also support your healing. You're allowed to have both. So I just really want to say that as well. You can make a lot of money and be healing your inner child trauma. Those things can go together. I think the place where we block our manifestations is when we're not doing the inner work and we're just trying to force manifest. That is where we don't get to, we don't, not that we don't get to, it's just that that's where it's hard. That's where manifestation does not come easily. So I hope that this was valuable. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of this. Um, and I just want to say as well, there's a little bit of a change coming up, just a small fun thing that I want to share with you guys. If you hop on my email list, um, starting in January, I am doing a weekly email that has a, an intuitively chosen card and a channeled message every single week to help you in the week. So every Monday 
You'll receive a card, a short channeled message for you to focus on to help you open up to deeper levels of healing, of manifestation, give you tools, give you practices led by spirit every single week. So if you want to join in any of the things that I've talked about today, the Manifest Now free event that goes over the process of manifestation, get on the activated wait list, my signature program, or if you want to join my email list, make sure to check all the links below and come find me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok what up at Talia joy manifestation on all the platforms. So I love you so much. Thank you for hearing me today. Thank you for allowing me to share. I feel scary. I'm like, is it dry in here? It's just me. It's just, it's just really deep. So thank you for holding space for me, um, for tuning in week after week. I cannot wait for what 2023 is going to hold for all of us. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I genuinely hope that it helped you. I hope that it resonated and I hope there's something in here that you can bring forward into your life to help you manifest more. So if you want to keep this party going, make sure to come find me over on Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation. And to anyone that takes a screenshot of themselves listening to the show, post it on Instagram, tag me. I will send you a free gift. I can't wait to connect. Thank you so much for being the type of seeker you are. Have a great day. Thank you.